Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Politics 101, Chapter 5, Favors Matter, Part 2. Here we go. All right, Mark, let's continue our conversation about politics and the fact that favors do matter. Last time we left it off that, you know, do favors for those at higher levels, particularly your boss's friends. Not that your boss would ever have such a thing, but some bosses have enemies. So what if somebody, an acquaintance of your boss, asks you for a favor? But in this case, that person is an enemy of your boss. Yeah, so if your boss or your boss's friends ask, yeah, you say yes. Now, we actually have different guidance for bosses. We don't recommend that you ask your directs for favors. But if your boss asks you, we recommend you say yes. But look, if your boss's enemy asks, and we've talked about this before in our cast about knowing who your boss's friends and enemies are, uh, there can be a reason to say no in some situations. And not simply because my, my boss's enemies are my enemies or some. Well, I mean, partially. Sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you start with that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some people think that their boss is their enemy. So the enemy, my enemy is my friend, I guess. I don't know. But, but <laughs> okay. um, look, there are all kinds of delicacies here. There are all kinds of subtleties. For instance, the, the easiest one is th there's a big difference between a stated enemy and an unstated enemy. If your boss has told you privately that he hates some dude in another department, that's different than the other dude knowing your boss hates him. If someone your boss hates publicly asks you for a favor, separate from how you respond, that's a serious breach of etiquette. Okay, And perhaps it may even be some Machiavellian move that your boss should know about right away. You don't ask the direct of a of a guy or gal you don't like. Right, I mean, you that you're openly in conflict. In openly in conflict with, right? Yeah, exactly. So as a general rule, the short answer in this situation, if a, if a boss's enemy asks, is to delay answering. And look, what you do is you claim a need to clear the ask, the approval, with your boss. Now, there are people who, when we say this, they, they say, well, you know, uh, they, they want a decision right now. But look, if they're asking you for a favor, then they're not asserting role power. And the moment you get out of your, your own directs, if you think of yourself as the person who's asking, there is not just a reasonable under, uh, assumption, but a fundamental understanding that the person who's asking doesn't understand the operational tempo of what's going on. And that ask inherently has a much higher likelihood of being turned down. You know, there might be an assumption that you might want to say yes, but you're completely entitled to say something to give some indication of, hey, I just can't say yes simply because you outrank me because you're a director and I'm a manager. So here's a couple of examples. You could say, I'd love to, but my boss has me on lockdown right now. I'll try to get clearance to help though right away. I'll go talk to him in the next hour. And you might even say, look, my boss is in a meeting. I'm under pretty strict control right now. Give me an hour or two and let me check with you. Let me check with my boss. Okay. Or you could say, I'm already in a tight situation. I'll know in a couple of hours if I can. Just let me get free and get approval. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, but these are these are fibs, right? They're not, these are not, we're, not, yeah. we're not quite being honest here, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this before about how power cannot force honesty that puts you at risk. 
Okay, I've told the story before. I think I, the, the, you know, Mike is the, was the deputy honor captain at West Point for our class years and years, decades ago. And one of the one of the things that was true is the authority cannot use the honor code, one's requirement to tell the truth against one. So, for instance, if somebody had broken a regulation, but they couldn't figure out whom, they couldn't line everybody up and say, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? That's considered using authority against one's honor, which essentially impugns the honor. And you don't have to put yourself at risk there. So your boss's enemies have already opened the door to breaching etiquette with their ass. They have essentially stepped into a gray area. So in that case, a white lie is forgivable and is imminently acceptable, right? Now, there are some of you who would say, well, I'd really rather not tell a white lie. And so you're going to have to figure it out. The, the standard, well-regarded situation is, hey, listen, I'd love to. And unfortunately, the timing is bad for me. I'm going to need at least an hour or two to get clear. I apologize. I mean, I said they're lies. But the fact is, the most, most of the people listen, listen to us. Are pretty busy. Let's just assume they're they're pretty busy, right? So to say that you're busy or you're in a tight situation, frankly for me, it's almost always true, right? Yeah. So I'm, so I'm in a tight situation. If I do this favor for you, it's going to require some time. Time my boss doesn't expect me to be spending on it. And so saying I need to check with my boss because time constraints. Well, that's that's true quite a bit. So it's it's not. It wouldn't be hard for me even even as a former deputy honor captain to to suggest I'm not really lying. Yeah, and often when you asked to get an okay from your boss, you're going to send the enemy of your boss away and he will or she will have told you, don't even bother asking your boss. That's their way of saying they don't want to involve your boss. And of course, that gives the lie to their ask, right? It's, it's, it's a move. It's a move and it's right. not cool. That's the key, right? That, that As soon as you mention your boss, it's going to weed out those that have some kind of nefarious reason behind the ask or yeah. getting you to do something that benefits them that your boss clearly wouldn't want you to do. Right. Or that puts you at risk and you wouldn't understand how it puts you at risk. In fact, probably one of the biggest things, and and you see this a lot of times in TV shows that address political themes, that danger for a person more junior is their lack of understanding of the political subtleties, the machinations, the Machiavellian efforts. The If you say X, well, of course I'd say X. And you'd say, no, if you say X, that means this, and this person does that, and therefore this. And of course, the young person gets to act with a look on her or his face, which is like, oh my gosh, if I'd have known that, of course I would have understood. And so that sense of not understanding, when you're when somebody else comes and asks you, when the boss's enemy asks you, and you say, well, I got to go ask my boss, and you're just trying to dodge it, and they go away, they've shown you something. But I tell you, um, it's way better to pause, to reflect, to talk to somebody else, rather than feeling like you have to say something, or just trying to please somebody if, in fact, you know them to be not aligned with your boss. Now, there's another piece of this, and, and the moment you get into politics and you start talking about favors and so on, it gets more complicated, but this rule about not doing a favor for your boss's enemy without asking your boss, without begging off, potentially you're asking for more time, is trumped if your boss's enemy is three or four levels higher than your boss, okay? If your boss is a director, for instance, you're a manager, your boss is a director, or the title director has, uh, uh, in the last 30 or 40 years has meant manager of managers, okay? We don't mean board of directors, members, but right? if your boss is a director and his boss's boss's boss stops by your desk, it probably doesn't matter all that much if your boss hates her publicly or privately. 
just do whatever the favor is. They're probably just using the word favor simply to address the fact that you're not the direct and they're so far beneath, you're so far beneath them, they don't even know you. They probably think that you think you're getting a chip in the game. But what we would say is just go ahead and do it. Keep your boss informed, but don't assume you're ever going to get anything back. Now, if it's your boss's friend three levels up and you do a favor, well, then you're you're getting a favor in return. There's an exchange there. If it's a boss's enemy and it's a known enemy, you're not going to get anything back for it ever. And they're just using their power, and they're basically showing your, they're showing your boss that they can go where they will and do what they want, which is clumsy and awkward, but people do it, so be ready. Okay, so let's talk about probably the, the most frequent form of, of favors, and that's for peers. And if we're going to do favors for our, our bosses or, or friends of our bosses or peers of our bosses, certainly we'd be willing to do favors for our peers. Yeah, they're the most frequent. Favors for more senior per people are more noteworthy, but peer favors happen much more often. Look, declining peer favors in a doctrinaire way, meaning, well, I just don't do favors. I'm not a political person. I'm going to be results-oriented and results-driven, and if I get good enough results, politics don't matter. That's a far more dangerous habit than periodically declining favor requests from more senior colleagues. Peers interact with you far more often, and when you think about it, guys, you'll probably see it. They can immediately affect your ability to accomplish objectives. Somebody two or three levels up could, in fact, block something or do something fairly small at their level, but it has a large impact on you, but your peers can affect you every single day. Absolutely. Yeah, and the problem with that is if your peers aren't helping you, if you can't get stuff done because they're stiff arming you, more senior people will find out and it will be as if more senior people who don't like you or are not aligned with you will know that you're not effective and it'll work against you anyway. And it'll probably be done in such a way that it will look like you're the cause of failure and not other people. If you can't work with people, if everyone on your team doesn't get along with you, the whole team, everybody else on the team is not going to be found at fault. You're going to be the common denominator there. You'll be the one found at fault. So you've got to be willing. I saw a movie recently, Draft Day, right? And one of the the points in the movie was the guy was trying to decide whether he was going to draft somebody. And one of the questions he asked was, how come nobody came to your 21st birthday? None of your teammates came to your 21st birthday party. Like, hmm. Yeah, interesting. Wow. If you can't get along with your peers, that that's going to raise questions. Yeah, so you're going to have to do favors for them. Now, this cast is not about all the subtleties of who to do favors for among your peers and not. Generally speaking, if a peer comes and asks for a favor, we'd like to recommend first that you're working on your relationships with people, and favors can be a beachhead to start a relationship, not just the currency of existing relationships. You know, see if you can figure out a way to say yes. And every once in a while, it would be okay to say, no, gee, I'm sorry, I've got this, I've got that. You know, I'm leaving right now for a family gig. Those, those kind of things are understandable. But having a fundamentally negative approach to, to favors and saying, hey, I'm sorry, it's not my job description, or hey, it's not how I work, you're going to be doomed, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, how about directs and skips? That seems that there's some caution required there. Yeah, I mean, we generally don't recommend that bosses ask for favors from the directs, And when it's reversed, you have to be careful. So don't do favors to your directs relative to forgiving poor performance. 
Okay. Mike's my boss and I, I make a mistake and he talks to me and I say, look, do me a favor. Let's just let this go. Okay. In other words, I'm worried about a strategic or larger implication of something I did that I'll hear about at the end of the year in my review, or I've done something that justifies Mike having to mention it to his boss, or there's an impact on a customer or an internal customer or client that really requires some communication or smoothing things over and it's going to be known that you did it and i say oh please do me a favor you know gosh i'm trying so hard give me a break kind of thing well folks one of your directs asking you to do that for giving a poor performance and letting it go is not a favor your evaluation of a direct's performance involves the organization and that's not a favor um, so if they ask you just say i'm sorry that's not something i do now you could then choose to tell them later I don't intend to share this with anyone. Uh, I feel like this is a well-contained problem. It's contained on the team. You made a mistake and I'm a forgiving person, but don't assume this is me doing you a favor. And frankly, you ought not to ask me for favors in that situation. This is just me making a decision that under the circumstances, nothing more needs to be done. And you owe me, (laughs) (laughs) even though it's not a favor. Yeah. Also, Don't do favors for one of your directs. If we're talking about something that's actions within a team, within your team, don't ask one of your team, uh, one of their peers, to do something for the requester. So, so Wendy comes to Mike, mine and my, me and Wendy both work for Mike. Wendy comes to Mike and said, Hey, will you do a favor? Will you get Mark to help me on this? Okay. Mike shouldn't ask me to do something for Wendy. Don't solve a problem with workflows at the request of a direct within your team. These are all cases of you using your role power. The moment a direct asks a boss for something that's going to be action within the team, it's all about the role power at that moment. Okay, And in this case, it's about a role power benefiting just one direct. The nature of your role power colors your actions too significantly in our experience. And the currency of your relationship with your directs is unique enough and tied closely enough to your role that favors involving other directs are really not favors at all. If you ask a direct to do a favor, or worse, you're asked for a favor and you simply use your role power, your role power is not amenable to favors. And that's that, it becomes coercion. And that's not effective. Now, on the other hand, you can do favors that are actioned outside the team, particularly through your friends or with an organizational entity, somebody you may know someone else, somewhere else in the organization, making a call to HR, asking a peer of yours to hear, hurry something along. Those are completely reasonable requests. Now, I would argue those that your favors. directs ought not to ask for, exactly, they ought not to ask for those as favors, but my point would be, you will do it, you won't count it as a favor, and you can educate them and say, look, you don't need to ask me for favors. There are some things I can do for you and some things I can't, but if you ask me for a favor, then there's something in our relationship, there's a currency of, now you owe me a favor, but I can't ask you for favors or I don't ask my direct for favors 
because I have power. And, and, and if I ask you for a favor and you perceive me to be winking, then I'm really not asking for a favor. It denudes the relationship, the formal relationship, and it essentially gives the lie to the, the original favor because you're not going to get it paid back. Or getting the favor paid back, you could make it a favor that's 10 times harder than what you did for them. But because of your role power, they would do it. And the problem is they'll feel bitter about it. And favors are not exchanged in bitterness. That's not what favors are. Right. Now, it occurs to me that there's a lot of folks out there that have a blind spot when it comes to favors. And I, th- I think part of it is that they, they think of favors as being something they do to make existing relationships better, right? To, to, to have a more in-depth relationship for yeah. people who are friends to or relationships they already have, to strengthen it. That's, that's the, that's right, the fantasy word I was looking for, you to strengthen the yeah. relationship. But there's another piece to favors, right? Yeah, you're talking about strengthening an existing relationship, but you can broaden your relationships by using favors. Favors are a currency for existing relationships. Because of that, it doesn't occur to many of us to buy Maybe, maybe actually putting a down payment on is a better. I like simile. that better. Buy yeah. isn't that it sounds bad. Yeah, but but of course, uh, we're, we're kind of tied to it now because favors are currency. They're a form of exchange, right? And I mean, people talk about money all the time, but money is is simply something that allows the exchange of goods. We measure things by money. But really, what's important is the value associated with the things that are being exchanged. Anyway, so you can actually put a down payment on a new relationship through doing favors, okay? The most politically adept people, the best connected professionals I know, use this technique all the time. Now, I'm not saying the way you broaden your network is go ask for favors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I really was thinking, I was really thinking of getting favors as a way of broadening relationships. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I want you to be my friend. So would you do me a favor? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Now friends for um, life. BFF. Yeah. Friends for BFF. Exactly. Hey, I need a bunch of favors. So we're going to be BFF, BFF as soon as you're done. I can't believe I'm over, I'm over 50 years old and I just said BFF. I know you did. You, and actually you said BFF and a quarter of a million people are probably going to hear it in the next few weeks. Oh no. Yeah. And Toast. then I of course just repeated it. Yeah. This is a completely well-regarded networking relationship career tool. Those who use it, who see others of us not using this technique, laugh all the way to the relationship bank. They do all the time. It's like, yeah, I do. I do favors for people that are interested in a relationship with me, or I do favors for people who, with whom I am interested in creating a relationship. Absolutely. Do favors, especially for those who are in positions or who own relationships where the kinds of favors they can do are particularly valuable to you. It's always nice to be owed a favor by somebody in HR or accounts payable or security or, yeah, the COO, CEO's office, anybody in the C-suite. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, always, I'm always reminded by how foolish people looked. I, just a number of executives I saw that were dismissive of the president or CEO's administrative assistant. I mean, are you kidding me? Oh. Yeah, she's just an admin. Yeah, a very smart, yeah. intelligent hardworking admin who happens to have the ear of the CEO. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. know. Just saying. Yeah. And there are people in the CEO's office who love favors and, and know that their favors carry extra weight, 
and they come and ask you for a favor and they're essentially implying to you that I'm building my network by adding you as a relationship uh, that I have and I may be back and you now have a chip in the game. And then often they then when you go and ask them for a favor, they say you realize that you can't just ask anybody in the in the oak walled uh, special confines of the C-suite folks, you realize that, I'm sorry, I just can't do that. I know, I understand why you're here, but there are some rules and I'm sorry you don't know them, but I can't do it. And I got to tell you, they knew that you would be the kind of person, I'm not, guys, I don't mean to insult you at all, but they often ask people that they know can get them what they want and aren't smart enough to realize that there are some limits put on people in that situation because it's not what they do. It could be the perception of what they do or if somebody found out that they were doing it and their proximity to power was such that it would imply that the power knew and agreed to it. And so they say, well, I'm sorry, my hands are tied. And they're asking you knowing full well, you'll ask for something that their hands are tied on. And so they can get you to do them a favor, but they don't have to do one in return. It's not even Machiavellian. It's it's worse than that. It's just really selfish. And favors, guys, are not about selfishness. They are about relationships. That's what they are. Favors are about relationships. We started this whole cast by talking about the fact that some people don't do them or they don't understand how important they are. And relationships at work, even professionally described relationships, by definition, are media if you will, a Petri dish for favors to occur in. You said it, right? We talked about favors being a currency of relationships. So if it's currency, then do I get the opportunity to uh, to bargain and, and make counter offers? And I'll see? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Sometimes you might want to do a favor, but the nature of it or your situation make doing it difficult. And Probably, in fact, part of the reason I wrote this cast was because I had a long conversation that started out with one person after a client engagement, ended up being six or seven of us having a drink at the bar talking about favors. And the reason I wrote the cast was I was surprised at the group's lack of understanding of the currency and economic piece of this. I was talking to them and I said, well, no, you can't do it in that situation, but you can do it in this situation. And you, of course you can counter offer. And I was getting these questions from people who are smart, some of them smarter than me. It was almost like, why don't they not understand that? Why? And, and I thought I was explaining it pretty well, but what I hadn't done was set the groundwork and say, what you guys are doing is saying favors are for friends. And so therefore someone three levels above you when they ask you for favor, they're saying, I want to be your friend, but it's not what they're saying at all. They're simply tacitly admitting there could be a relationship here. And, and favors most often happen in friend relationships, but the relationship model is where you start, not the friend model. Friend is just a form, one form of relationship. It's a social relationship and usually, frankly, a social peer relationship. But if you take professional, if you say, we start with relationship and we separate friend and then we say, okay, professional, then we say, okay, with professional, then there are power levels and so on. And, and I felt stupid. It, was, it took me like 20 minutes to get there. I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not explaining this right. Uh, like I was having a little nightmare. And, and, um, and I, I finally said, you guys, you got to see it this way. And then I told the thing about the currency, that they're just something you exchange, that they're a currency, they're a part of the economy of, of relationships. And that's what really helped them. And again, it was one of those cases where we could have probably saved 20 minutes if I had just started the right way. And guys, we're not suggesting that it's purely an economy, but the model, the simile of the economy immediately allows you to think sometimes 
somebody will ask me for 50 bucks and I can't give them 50, but 20 will help them. So if you felt before like you might want to do something, but it's going to be hard or you don't have the resources or something, or maybe you're just too busy and you assume that those people who do do favors, who engage in this economy, who have strong internal professional relationships, that they somehow know something you don't. You're mistaken, guys. You really are. Those people that do a lot of favors simply understand it is an economy, and sometimes they can ask for A, and you can give them 40% of A, and that satisfies the problem. Now, you may not get as big a payoff back from them. That makes sense. It's not an all-or-nothing proposition. That's a good, that's a good point. Exactly. I think that's, people make that mistake. Yeah, I'm taking Absolutely. too long. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking too long to explain it, as, as is often my case based on many people who write me. But look, people who consider favors part of their relationship currency often suggest something different than what they were asked. That kind of counteroffer is, is much more likely to be acceptable to a requester of a favor than what might occur in a more formal situation, okay? When you ask for a favor, there's a tacit understanding that the grantor the person who's going to say yes, gets a wide latitude to accomplish the results that are necessary. If you request a favor and you request precise actioning in some way, like, okay, the favor is I need you to do this and then this is, and you can't do it this way and you have to do and that And then way. send me a status report every night. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, exactly. I never even thought of that. I had somebody who's one time very close to that dude, very close. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, when you ask for a favor, you're not asking for a pair of hands. You're asking for expert help. But yeah, what they get to ask for is the result, not the actions. Okay. And if in fact somebody does ask for both, that is a significantly more valuable request. And whether they do ask for action or not, if you can't do exactly what it seems the requester of the favor wants, counteroffer with something that you can do. Maybe it's just a generic equivalent. Maybe it's some flexibility on the deadline. Maybe it's, hey, I can't talk to her, but I can talk to her best friend who owes me and I know she owes this person and it should be fine. That's completely normal. It's completely reasonable. It's professional relationship favor exchanging 101. Dude, it goes beyond that. If I, if, if I could teach all the IT people I know one thing, this might be it, right? When you're asked for something, say a huge project, oh, gosh, and you can't yeah. do it, the answer, the answer can't, be no, it can't be no all the time, right? It's like, well, I can't do that, but let me tell you what I can do in the time frame you're asking, right? Yeah. And that's a, that's a much better conversation than saying no. And I don't know, it's, it's yeah. just something every, every professional, IT or not, every professional ought to know that. Yeah, I'd tell you something else too. I, you know, if you're talking about IT people and, and many others, I would say, don't say, I can't do that. Say, I can, and you say yes, but rather than yeah, saying yeah, exactly. I can't, but if you let me do what I want, I can do it. You say, okay, I can, but you got to give me some leeway, you know, or yes, but there are some strictures here. I want you to know what they are. Right. And you can use the same technique here relative to the favors. Yeah. Essentially what you're doing is saying, I want to help this relationship. Right. I want to help you rather than saying, by the way, I just put through my filter system and that doesn't fit into my algorithm for today. On the other hand, I know that's supposed to do stuff for you. So yeah, okay, I can't, but I can do this. And, and too often, I think people use that as a way to winnow it down to something that's too small. And I think it's way better to say, sure, I can try. I can tell you I can't do exactly that, but I can do this. And if you start with a positive, 
remember, they're asking, they're not telling. So they're looking for a yes. If you start with a positive, you're much more likely to have a good negotiation. Yeah, and look, guys, as a general rule, just say yes. Figure out how you're going to do it later. Right, right, right. If you do this, guys, if you really want to put feet first into the favor economy, the relationship economy, internally at your firm, and of course, externally at your firm as well. If you do this, if you say yes, figure it out later, you're going to do a lot more favors. Your relationships will widen. Your relationships will deepen. Okay. And something else. Second thing, favors are not intended to happen together temporarily. In other words, if I ask Mike for a favor, it's not inappropriate, but it's a bit not done, if you'll pardon the the snobbishness of that. You know, it's just not, not it's not something one does, right? It's looked down upon to say, well, sure, if you'll do this for me, I'll do that. That's a tit for tat that sometimes is perceived as, no, you're just using your leverage over me, and you don't want to do that. What you want to do is say, sure, but don't suggest immediate quid pro quo. I mean, again, if this, then that, you can, but we don't recommend it. It's frowned upon. It makes you look like you don't trust that the currency you're lending is going to be repaid. And so what it comes across as is selfish. And I can tell you, if you do it, somebody's going to come to you and say, now, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Because they want the favor to Im- embody the trust that a week later or a month later, you're going to ask them for a, a roughly equivalent favor. And what they're going to do is go and ask somebody else. And that other person's going to do it. You're going to find out about a week later and you're going to say, well, this person they asked after they asked me and I suggest a quid pro quo, this person's no better at it than me. And now they have a chip in the game and I don't. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. It's because you asked for an immediate quid pro quo. Yeah. That's not how the economy works. Yeah. I mean, you can get away with it, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As my dad used to say, you can take more than you give, but only for a little while until they run you out of town. I make an argument. If I take 10 bucks, or I'll say five bucks, and I go to Starbucks and I buy myself a grande skinny vanilla latte. Did you just say grande? I did. Did you say skinny? Skinny, grande, skinny. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect drink, dude. It's, dude, it's, that's, it's delicious that's a, and it's, and it, uh, it's non-fat. I'm and telling it's, you. I, your hot, your eye score is not zero, is it? I mean, it's got to be even higher. Than no, it's one. like th- it's like a three. Three. It's, it's a three. It's a three. A grande skin. You know, we say at the con- at the ECC, right? Well, you know, what we say we say uh, um, you never want to be behind a high eye at Starbucks with an order. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, because they yeah. things like triple latte, extra soy, no foam, non soy, sprinkles and drizzles, drizzles, half calf, double calf, shot of this, one of that, blah blah blah. Whereas high D's say coffee black. Yeah, so let me say what I'd say if I were in line behind somebody like you at Starbucks. I'd say, "Are you done yet? And can I make my point?" All right, yeah, can, okay. we, can we move I on? See. Okay. So, so, I just try to provide a little leavening, a little, little spice little for leavening. our audience. Little, 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 yeah, and and you know, oh no, feel, and what like, do you get? Feel free, go right ahead. No, fin- like make a, your dude, point. dude, uh, that's totally. my that's my Grande, role. Yeah, that's my that's role. How, that's how you roll. Is that what you're saying? Okay, so you say Grande skinny vanilla. You take five bucks at Starbucks. You get a Grande skinny vanilla latte. To be clear, folks, Mike, when Mike goes to Starbucks, he orders a Grande skinny vanilla latte. Okay, go ahead. I do, and it. Oh, never mind. So <laughs> that is a purchase, right? That's a purchase. There's an immediate right. exchange of value. I think favor implies, right? It's that, so if you're, if you're going to say like, I'll do this for you if you do this for me, there's an immediate exchange. That's a purchase. That's not a favor. Yeah, it's you're right. Purchase. It does. A favor is the exchange of value is unspoken. As soon as you talk about it, 
it's no longer a favor. It's yeah. a purchase. In fact, the way you might say it is the extension of time is essentially the embodiment of the trust in the relationship. It's two things. It's extension of time and right. the unspoken expectation of return. Yeah. It's time and expectation, unspoken expectations. So the grande skin of vino latte was really, I think it was a helpful, it was a helpful bet. I'm glad. Okay. Are we, are we okay, done? I'm going to wrap up. Are we, we are done? done. We're officially done and then we're going to get mail and we shouldn't do this. So wrapping up guys, remember do favors. They are a necessary currency of relationships and folks don't tell me you don't do them because you already do. You know, you do. You have friends, you do favors all the time. Remember, don't tell people that you don't do them because it's not in your job description. And hopefully you learned the definition of the word dispositive today. Do favors for those at a higher level, especially your boss's friends, but you've got to consult when your boss's enemies ask. Um, obviously, we do favors for our peers, and you can do favors for your director skips, but there's some issues around your role power internally in the team. Be careful there. You can not just deepen your relationship with your existing network. You can also broaden your relationship, broaden your network with new relationships by saying yes to favor requests. And then of course, because it is an exchange, you can counter offer if in fact you don't have the ability, the time, or you don't have the exact thing that they want, but you can give them something that's a fair exchange. Favors are a bit like wellness to some degree. Most of us don't like doctor's checkups. We don't like eating in moderation when we're like when we eat something we like, like a bone-in ribeye medium rare. But we do those things if we're smart. Maybe favors seem non-logical to some of you. We respect that. We do. And they certainly take your time. And we know you don't have a lot of time, guys. But lots of our relationships aren't strictly logical, are they? They're not. Relationships matter. Hopefully, you know that. If you've been listening for a while, I don't think you can have avoided that, that key point, okay? If relationships matter, favors matter. Do you want to do what's easy and maybe even what's selfish, or do you want to do what's effective? And frankly, folks, it's nice having other people owe you. So do favors. Don't be worried about asking. Always think two to one. I'm going to do twice as many as the ones I ask. It reminds me of a movie I just made Drake. Uh, Drake told me recently he didn't, he didn't want to watch It's a Wonderful Life because he had heard a negative reference about it. And I said, nope. You're an American. You're gonna to have to watch Frank Capra's American Life, starring Jimmy. Star um, it's a Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart. And he watched it, and we, of course, we both had tears in our eyes by then at the end. And um, and the fact is, George Bailey took care of a lot of people, stretched in order to help other people. Genuinely, you could say that those were forms of favors. And in the end, when he needed it, nobody's poor who has as many friends as George Bailey does. And I got to tell you guys, smile at people on your way up because you're going to see them on your way back down. And you want a lot of friends standing by you when you have a crisis. And you're going to because life is capricious and at times dangerous. And um, having a bunch of friends stand around and say, this is a guy, this is a gal who took care of me when I needed help. That's priceless. Yeah. Well said, my friend. All righty. Thank you. Thanks, partner. Anytime. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hope you enjoy it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs>